Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. So let's face it, what's going on with uh, the incredible extremism, it's really a worldwide ph phenomenon. It's not like the United States is unique, um, but it is, it is a huge problem here in the United States, uh, which is uh, this extremism and this intolerance that uh, interestingly I see both uh, major parties has people in their element with this kind of extremism and intolerance. And what's particularly interesting is that there's one group in particular that gets targeted by both the left and the right, which is uh, the Jewish community, the Jewish population. I find that fascinating. Uh, usually, uh, usually these extremists, uh, uh, you know, have, have a list of people they uh, – are intolerant of, uh, but usually it doesn't line up. But you can find it on both the left and the right. And now, all of a sudden, with Elon Musk uh, creating a Wild West environment on Twitter, um, it's, it's getting all the, all the stranger, if you will. And uh, to me, this is something that we should all be alarmed of. You would think in the 21st century we'd have uh, this in our rearview mirror, but not so much. David Rubin, he's been on our show before former mayor of Milo, and uh, uh, Shiloh, rather, uh, Shiloh Israel, uh, and someone who is well-versed in all things of what's going on in Israel. He's president of the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund. And David, welcome back to the program. Glad to have you on. Uh, it's a very alarming time for people, particularly, I would say, in the Jewish community. Well, thank you, Kevin. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's good to be with you. And I uh, uh, yeah, what, uh, what you're pointing out is certainly accurate. There, there has been a, a sharp increase in anti-Semitism in the United States, and uh, interestingly, it is on both sides of the aisle. Although I, I have to point out that it, it is qualitatively different uh, when it comes from the far right or from the far left, but. Uh, Look, extremism is extremism, and and anti-Semitism very often is not a product of a situation. In other words, uh, I don't I don't think Elon uh, 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 Musk can be blamed. I, I I don't think that Twitter can be blamed for it. Uh, it's it is a, a product of of people who are who are upset and and. Angered and polarized, and looking for scapegoats. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with that. You know, and obviously the Democrats for years historically, um, you know, has really linked themselves with the Jewish population. Uh, you know, and, and obviously as a dem as a voting bloc, they still vote uh, primarily. Uh, you know, I, I would I know from the recent numbers, in spite of the fact it's been growing influence in the Republican Party of the Jewish uh, population. It's been, there's been a connection there between uh, Democrats and the Jewish community. And uh, to me, it's odd that there would be any anti-Semitism in that community, community, considering the financial support they've gotten, uh, considering, uh, you know, the linkage that they've had uh, in terms of intellectual capital that they've gotten from the Jewish community. To me, I find it, I find it bizarre, absolutely bizarre. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's way more prominent on the uh, Republican side. And, yes, uh, what's happening is, uh, you know, again, somewhere other than in Twitter, Twitter is just becoming a place where they can feel more free to talk about it. 
And I don't know what he, you know Elon Musk can, should do. I'm a big fan of free speech. Uh, I think adults should be allowed to be treated by like adults. But a lot of this behavior in social media media is uh, beyond what's appropriate for adults. <laughs> at least in my opinion, it, it's a, it's a quandary. When you look at the situation, what do you, what do you point to uh, as as the rise in recent years? of this anti-Semitism in, in the West, which has worked really hard, uh, you know, for many years to be uh, places of tolerance as well as uh, places of uh, trying to uh, remediate what had been done historically. That seems to have changed a lot, particularly in the last decade. Well, I think it comes from a couple of sources. And you, uh, you rightly raised the question about the Democrats, like why? Why in the world would Democrats who who get majority support, in fact, clear majority support from American Jews, uh, why would they uh, be anti-Semitic? Why would there be a rise in anti-Semitic uh, anti-Semitism within the Democratic Party and that and its population? So. Uh, I, I think you have to point to a couple of things there uh, that are happening. Uh, that the far left has often been the most anti-Semitic. Uh, it's, it, it's been this way for quite, quite a number of decades. And uh, very often it comes in the guise of anti-Israelism. Uh, they, they, the, the belief that you can... That you can uh, Call Israel all kinds of names and and be against uh, Zionism and the state of Israel, the, which Zionism meaning the the rebirth of Israel as a sovereign nation once again, uh, which happened in the past century. So uh, you you can claim to be against that and and not be anti-Semitic. That's that's what they say on the far left, uh, but it's not the reality. The reality is, is that Israel is the only Jewish country, so if you, and it's about the size of New Jersey, and if you're choosing, in particular, to be blasting Israel for everything, and you have this obsession with the state of Israel, and, and calling it all kinds of names, which are not justified, you know, if anyone wants to get into details, I could certainly get into it, uh, but... Uh, that you have that as sort of a phenomenon. It seems to be an obsession on the far left of the, of the Democratic Party. Uh, this obsession with Israel, uh, calling Israel an apartheid state, and all, all kinds of nonsense that that makes no st- no sense historically or politically. Yeah. None whatsoever. And uh, you know what's interesting is who they they the left. Uh, like instead of Israel, right? We're talking about terrorist states like Palestine that they like instead of Israel. Uh, I mean, to me, it's like, it, it's, it's very dark when you look at it. And, you know, and I, I even remind the listener, people think, you know, we have kind of a bizarre uh, view of uh, the history of philosophy. Um, but first of all, Russia, Russia Marxist state, uh, has often used uh, the Jewish population as a scapegoat and have persecuted them in mass. And I hate to remind people, but Nazi means National Socialist Workers Party. 
It wasn't a left wing, a yeah. right, uh, I'm, yeah, not a right wing organization. It was a left wing organization. The Nazis hated the communists like Coke hate Pepsi. They have way more in common than they do against each other. Just one had a, a nationalistic scope, the other an international scope. But in both cases, they were socialist worldviews, Marxist in one, uh, but a national socialism in the other. That's right. That's right. That's uh, good that you're pointing that out. Uh, yeah, what they have in common is anti-Semitism. Look at yeah. look at the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter movement, and the uh, the increase, the, the the rapid increase in anti-Semitism stemming from certain parts of the black population in America. Uh, very disturbing, and I, I, you know we could call it racist, but we'll we'll just call it anti-Semitic. And uh, you know, if I look at a, a place uh, like like Brooklyn, for God's sakes, you know the you know in the heart of New York City, uh, there, there have been so many acts of violence against Jews. And they are mm -hmm. usually carried out by by black people. Now, I'm certainly not accusing uh, all black people of being anti-Semitic, but the, but the, there there is this trend, and it's a very disturbing trend, uh, where where you'll have you know certain famous individuals uh, who are making anti-Semitic statements. And you know, Black Lives Matter itself, I mean, the, the, the anti-Semitism that comes out of Black Lives Matter just on their website alone, uh, it's very, very disturbing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are you, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm about to get tempted to go into a question that I don't even have time for, uh, even if I had an hour. Uh, but what do you see, trying to wrap it up, what are some things you'd like to see happen uh, to help, uh, you know, create a healthier environment, to encourage a better way of looking at it. I would just like people to be honest and real about it. Uh, you know, I think there's value in every population group of what it can bring to a population. And when I look at the Jewish population in particular, in terms of job creation, prosperity, uh, neighborhood stability, community stability, I mean, there's a lot there to like. I don't get I don't get the, uh, the the choice to go to anti-Semitism, but what are what are some of the things you like to see as we wrap it up? Well, look, look, you mentioned my my latest book, Confronting Radicals: What America Can Learn from Israel, and one of the things that that America and and all parts of America uh, can learn from Israel is is some basic values. Okay, the the values that have made. Uh, this tiny new country, relatively, uh, the state of Israel, uh, this you know reestablished country, in fact, and the Jewish community. What in America? What has made them so successful? It's not some kind of conspiracy. Uh, what has made the Jewish community in America successful and the state of Israel successful is hard work, perseverance, family values. And education, an emphasis on, on, on traditional family, and an emphasis on education, and hard work and perseverance. Those are the things that have led to uh, the great achievements. So it's, uh, you know, it's very easy to just look at it and say, well, 
you know the the, the Jews have some sort of conspiracy, of, of, and that's why they they're doing so well. Uh, no, just the opposite. Uh, the Jews have done well despite anti-Semitism, despite discrimination, uh, through a lot of hard work and emphasis on the family and education. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you to mention your book as we wrapped it up, but you did a very good job there. I do encourage people to check out the book. You know, and again, if you're looking for, uh, you know, uh, democratic countries, if that's important to you, it certainly should be. Israel is the most democratic country in its entire region. Uh, you know, a lot of the turmoil that the news have covered of changes in government, uh, government, you know, actually that's kind of a sign of a country that really does care about the will of the people in a way that you don't see without any violence happening anytime these governments are changing. It's been a lot. No one likes it. They would prefer it to stay stable longer. But we would all prefer what's happening there driven by the will of the people than what we're seeing in the, in the uh, neighboring countries around Israel that are utterly intolerant and kills people for disagreeing with the regimes. And so uh, really appreciate always having you on, whenever we have you on, David. Really appreciate it. Best way to learn more about your book. Uh, thank you. The best thing is to go to davidrubinisrael.com, davidrubinisrael.com. I'm Kevin Price. This is the price of business. Stay tuned for more after this.